What is the key to having more fun in life? Wow, the key to having more Mm -hmm. fun in life. I like to open the podcast with like heavy hitters. (laughs) So you're like, oh my God, this is not what I signed up for. (laughs) Your PhD is in psychology? Yes, it is. Okay, you're just grounding myself when who's <laughs> asking questions because uh, <laughs> of course you're going to have some great questions. Secret to having fun in life. For me, it's it starts with people and surrounding yourself with uh, the right people. And you can certainly have fun in life doing things alone, but it's much more fun in life to do it with Uh, people you can love and trust. So I come from a big family. So I think my mindset started at birth, (laughs) being born into a a crazy household of fun people. Ooh, so you were a fun baby. Yeah. (laughs) Is that what you're telling me? (laughs) I was the youngest of six children. And we had a house that was very open and welcoming. So everybody sort of came to our home and we always had a lot of fun. There's always a lot of activity going on. I love it. And that's a really good segue into the conversation that we're going to have today. It's time for a sneak peek. Sneak peek, sneak peek. Every single day we're interacting with new people. Uh, You never know what's going to come at you and you have to react. And that's oftentimes just improvising especially in the corporate world. If you ever run into maybe the boss of the boss and you get hit with that question, you're going to go, oh, you, you kind of start going on the fly. In a way, you're improvising. And now on with the show. When you're feeling the pressure, take a moment to step back, pick up your marbles, and choose to lead with levity. Join us on the Lead with Levity podcast for fireside chats that will fill your bucket and help you get back to being the leader you were meant to be. Now here's your host, Dr. Heather Walker. Okay, everyone, welcome back to the Lead with Levity podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Walker, and I have the pleasure of having a wonderful conversation that I'm bringing to you today, a conversation that I had with Michael Glatz. He is the founder of 901 Innovation. He's out in Philly, Philadelphia, that is, for our international audience, and Michael is his whole being is is all about just helping people have more fun in life. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about how you can basically unleash your inner power, your your inner superpowers and bring that to the workplace. How you can be more innovative, how you can enjoy the work that you're doing through design thinking, through improv even and it's going to be a good conversation. So Michael, I want to welcome you to the show. How are you? I'm great. Thank you very much for having me. It's a, a pleasure and an honor to be joining you. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. And can you tell me a little bit about what you do with 901 Innovation? So 901 Innovation is a company I started after a 26-year career in big pharma and corporate. And I wanted to go embark on my second career. And my purpose was really to bring 
the innovative mindset out to as many people as I could, helping people nurture the innovative mindset. And when you think about innovation, everybody immediately thinks creativity. But for me, innovation really is about applying creativity to have really cool breakthroughs. And whether you're creating a product or a service or even trying to change a process, if you're of the mindset that what can I do to make this better and better, you're seeking breakthroughs and breakthroughs come from innovation. I see. I see. And I noticed that there are some tools that you use that sound really, really mm -hmm. intriguing to me, especially with my background in learning and development. I'm curious about how you use some of these tools. Like for example, the Lego serious play. I need to know more about yeah. that. <laughs> what is that? What is Lego serious play? Are you, are you bringing Legos like tons and tons of Legos into conversation. So with Lego Serious Play, it was you know, created by the Lego Corporation. And it was during you know, a meeting they were having. And there's a corporation, an organization is always looking for new advances into what they're bringing to the world. They were just using Legos with an internal meeting. And what they found is you could use Legos to kind of build out your vision. And if you put um, a package of Legos in front of everybody on the team and just lead them through some exercises, it's a way for them to articulate how they see maybe the vision or whatever the team is driving for. But more importantly, it gives everybody else a chance to see how their teammates are viewing it. And it really brings amazing alignment. What kinds of things do people create with the Legos? You put them through a series of questions where you ask them to visualize maybe what the team dynamic looks like. And they'll use Lego pieces to bring together maybe metaphors of, you know, we're a very forward thinking team or we're a very interactive team. And what you'll see with Lego pieces are components that visualize how they're all connected. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And I, mm -hmm. I, I could imagine that you'd get some pretty interesting breakthroughs with that. And I'm also wondering how you help people who might have trouble breaking through their own mental models to even do an exercise like that. With Legos, obviously, like anything else, there's a methodology and there's a lot of training that goes on around it. So our facilitators are trained in Lego series play, which is a real coin term from the Lego corporation. And you, you build up. Everybody knows Legos and it's fun to watch how people just start interacting with them. But you start with some simple exercises of things they can build that might represent, hey, you know, what's your frame of mind today? And what was the favorite vacation you may have had over the past couple of years? And you kind of replicate and build that out just to get used to the toy in front of you and used to creating something visually with pieces that you have. And then you go from there. Interesting. So I, I totally like dove straight into the weeds with my questions about Legos. <laughs> and thank yeah. you for going there with me. Maybe it would help everyone, maybe even myself included, to learn a little bit more about 
this this concept of design thinking and what are the principles of that? What does that look like? Is that something that any kind of organization can use? Is it something for people at the front lines or is it something for leaders? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? So design thinking is something that's been around for decades. The West Coast gets a lot of kind of recognition for really embracing it. Steve Jobs had embraced it at Apple and he worked with a group at IDEO, which is one of the leading organizations in design thinking in the world. But design thinking, anybody can use. I've seen it applied to individuals just to design think your life. So it's sometimes a little reversed. For me, it comes naturally because I'm wired this way. But for a solution-oriented world in which we live in, it's not so much about the solution as the process. And it starts with empathy. It's human-based design. And it all starts with really embracing and understanding the people you're trying to delight. And that could even be yourself. It could be your customers. It could be your teammates. And if you can really understand what life looks like to them in the context of your business or whatever you're working on, then you can uncover new challenges and new unmet needs. And from there, you start applying creative ideas to meet those unmet needs. And what you'll have is outcomes of new products or new services and new offerings. So when you are out there working with organizations and helping them get to that point from, from point A where they're like, okay, we, we've got a set process and you know we're only focused on the numbers and the metrics and productivity and all of that stuff to this transformation where now they're thinking about the customer's feelings and where they're, they're coming from and how we can delight them and get them engaged and make the process more fun. What are some of the maybe aha moments or shifts that companies or that, that people have to make to, to get from point A to point B? I guess the first aha is a little counterintuitive to the bureaucratic model of, hey, you know, this is who we are. We've come to life. We're very successful. And now we're trying to maximize and be most efficient in our productivity. And right then and there, if you can't stop yourself and say, are we exposing ourselves? For instance, is somebody else going to come along while we're so focused on just getting the most out of what we've created that they're going to uncover a new unmet need and take what we're doing to a new level and take it from us. And if you look at businesses throughout the millennial and everything, everything's on a life cycle. And the reason it stays on a life cycle is because you get into a position where you don't want to give it up, but you have to because the world's always changing and you have to be willing to embrace and find that new need in the new times. 
Thank you. Thank you. And one thing that I don't think our listeners know about you, but it's something that that is very, very intriguing. And I'm curious about how you bring this into the workplace is your work with improv, improvisation. How does improv sort of connect with the world of work? For me, it comes down to this. In improvisation, there's a saying, yes, and. So improvisation is typically uh, done in comedy improv with a group of performers. And the whole premise is you want to build off of the suggestions you're given. You want to embrace the yes and mindset. So if you watch any improv, whether live on stage or on television, they typically start with a suggestion from the audience. And then the performers have to just go with that suggestion and bring some sort of scene to life. And it's all made up right on the spot. And the way it works the best is when you're willing to just say yes and. If, if you have two performers and the suggestion is your coworkers, whoever steps out first is going to start dictating what type of coworkers you are, maybe where you are. And you've got to accept that and then just build off of it. And that's improvisation. For me, yes and is you know, directly tied to the workplace, to design thinking. It's that mindset of, yes, yeah, we can do this and building off of ideas. It also brings in diversity and inclusion. Interesting, interesting. One thing that I've, I've always admired the actors and the individuals who are able to do improv because they can think on the fly, right? And uh, a challenge that I've had for a very long time is just that thinking on the fly. Like I will come up with brilliant ideas if given time, <laughs> but I was I was never the kid with the the quick quips and comebacks and things like that. I'd usually go home and the next day I'd have 10 different comebacks and like, oh man, I wish I could tell that person <laughs> all of that, all the yo mama jokes and, and all of those things. And so I'm, I'm curious, I could imagine that perhaps it's a muscle that you have to, of course there's natural skill and some people are really, really good <laughs> at, at thinking on the fly. But I could imagine that there are ways to improve, kind of like learning how to speed read, if you will. So have you found that to be true with others or is it something that you kind of have to be born with? Oh no, one of my cohorts loves to say life is improv. And it is every single day. We're interacting with new people and uh, you never know what's going to come at you and you have to react. And that's oftentimes just improvising, especially in the corporate world. If you ever run into maybe the boss of the boss and you get hit with that question, you're going to go, oh, you, you kind of start going on the fly. In a way, you're improvising. So, yeah, I think everybody has it like anything else. There are tools and ways to really nurture it and become better at it. So it's not necessarily just the quickness of it as much as the openness. So there's something that we we love here on on this podcast. I try to share sort of tips and and practical things that people can do to get better in whatever it is that we're talking about. So do you have one tip that you can share with someone who's looking to gain 
skill in this area, who wants to be better at improvising or better at design thinking or or just being able to let go a little bit, what tip would you share with them? Say yes before now. Think of your journey through life. When we're toddlers, in our first earliest moments of speech, we're just so curious about the world and everything is positive and everything's achievable. But somewhere it all starts to get beaten out of us and everything becomes no, 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 no. You can't have that, no. And it starts innocently enough, uh, usually for safety reasons. Don't chat, chat, it's hot. That's a no. And then you get into school and you have the structure of school and the discipline because you have you can't have complete chaos. I get it all. But oftentimes it's no, no, no. And by the time we get into the workforce, we're just so used to reaching for no is our first response to things. Like, why won't this work? Whereas if you can just say yes, it's not saying, and I'm not saying that everything will work and everything will come to life. But if you say no too quickly, you're just blocking so many great ideas and all you need is one of them to come to fruition. That's really good advice. And you're so right. I mean, gosh, there are so many good ideas. It was just one idea. Like I wish I knew, I wish I was that person who came up with the Bitcoin idea or... (laughs) the Amazon idea, or you're right. There's, it only takes that one idea to be able to to take it to the next level. So that's really, really good. Have you ever seen something come to life? Even if it's uh, close to your world, we're like, oh, I had that idea. And that happens a lot. And we had it, but we never brought it forward because we were internally saying no to ourselves, but somebody else said yes. And they moved forward with it. Someone else said yes. I love it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So what is on the horizon for 901 Innovation? What are your plans for 2021? So for 2021, my first plan is to enjoy the world as we come out of the pandemic. Ah, But my focus has been (laughs) uh, what I did because of COVID, like so many people, We've had to come up with innovative solutions to address these times. And I started doing virtual work and I started testing some improv games virtually. And I coined the term Vimprov. So I've been doing Vimprov sessions with teams. And it's to nurture that innovative spirit. It's not necessarily to give them the outcomes, but just to set them on that innovative journey. And it's a great way to build trust across a team or help people just get in the right mindset to brainstorm or maybe tackle some of the stuff that's stressing them out in a fun and light way so they can open up their minds. So for me, yeah, I'm taking Vimprov out to the world and going to continue with this. And as we come out of it, get back to doing some really fun, crazy workshops. (laughs) You know, that is so needed right now because there are so many meetings that I've been in where people are afraid to turn their cameras on, afraid to talk, or or maybe they're not even in the room. We just don't know. (laughs) So I think that the Vimprov is something that could definitely be used to help 
gel your team and, and get them back to where they're feeling like, okay, I, I like these people again. <laughs> if anyone's interested yeah. in learning more about Vimprov or getting connected with you, where should they go? They can check out the website, 901innovation.com. So it's the, the uh, number 901innovation.com. Or email me at discover at 901innovation.com. And uh, yeah, be happy to start the journey. Sounds good. And we'll have links to all of that in the show notes. I hope you all check it out and have a fun and exciting day. Thanks for tuning in to the Lead with Levity podcast. To get resources mentioned in this episode and find out what we're all about, check us out at leadwithlevity.com.